You know, I think these ongoing contract negotiations between the UAW and the Big Three, I, I think they are they're vital. I, I almost classify them as one of the most con, uh, most consequential contract negotiations in the history of the UAW and these automakers. I mean, not only because it's now, but the demands, the asking, the the asking price is so high. Plus, you partner that with Sean Fain, the new president of the UAW placating to the rank and file in a way that we have not seen before. This is a guy who's playing to a strength. This is a guy who's going into these negotiations saying, I I am not going to be bullied. I'm not going to be pushed around. I represent a very strong union of 145,000 people that are tired of not being given their due. And so he is... He's really taken on the personality, the vibe of the union at this point in time. Now, he says, I'm not going to go on stage. I'm not going to shake the CEO's hands. I'm going to shake the union members' hands. He takes the Solanus contracts that, that, they, that they countered with, and he threw it in the garbage. Right? It, it, it is a break of norms. And I, I have been questioning whether or not those optics, those antics, however you want to qualify them, well, does that get you closer to what you want? Can't you be a strong presence, a strong negotiator, and and still get your point across without all of the the theatrics publicly? Now, I don't know the answer to that, and maybe UAW's member uh, members love it, and I've heard a lot from them. I've heard a lot from you guys in the union that do like it. Some people think it's a little much, but that's to be expected. But if this thing goes the distance and we don't get a deal done and we get to a point where we're talking about a strike, well, that's going to impact people's pocketbooks in a time of high inflation, in a time when when rent is high, groceries are high, gas is high, yada, yada. But But not only just from a worker's perspective, if the lines aren't moving, if the gears aren't turning and we're not. We're not producing vehicles means it's going to affect inventory and the trickle down. You see how that plays out. What could this mean for our economy? Because I I have to imagine locally for sure it will will feel it probably quicker than the country. But but what is the economic impact of that potential? Patrick Anderson is the CEO of the Anderson Economic Group. He joins us. Uh, Patrick, good to have you. You guys put together a comprehensive report on the financial ramifications of a strike. How how damaging could this be? Uh, you are right, uh, and I, I listened to you to describe this situation. And there 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 is a lot of consequence here. It's uh, because it's not just asking for more money; it's asking for a very large amount of more money, and there's a completely new factor in here, which is the very big subsidies coming from the taxpayers to electric vehicle plants that are by and large paying substantially lower wages uh, than the UAW members are getting at the manufacturing plants. And that is something that is is a subtext here. And we've never had that before. Uh, So there's two things going on that are big and I didn't I, let me not say existential, but very important for the continued sustainability of a domestic auto industry. Uh, and as you pointed out, the Anderson Economic Group estimate of this 
which is something we've done using the same methodology we've done in past situations. We actually calibrated it looking at what happened economically in 2019. Is it a strike against all three of the automakers, which has been threatened, would cost the U.S. economy, and this is real losses to workers, real losses to consumers and dealers and the company, $5.6 billion. That's a lot of money. With a B. Yeah, $5.6 billion with a B. That's $859 million in lost wages, and those are lost wages. They don't get them back. $989 million in losses to the companies, probably a little on the underestimate side because we do things conservatively, but that's losses to all the shareholders. And another big chunk of change that is lost by suppliers, mm-hmm. dealers, all the people that are working in other, other companies that don't have Ford or General Motors on the, on the outside of the building, but nonetheless, they're in the auto industry. So it adds up fast, and it's going to add up to a lot if, in fact, the rhetorical claim that they're going to strike all three of the big three comes true. It's going to cost everybody a lot of money. I- I'm interested – um, you know, I, I remember talking to you, uh, uh, I guess a few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago now about the UPS strike and the yeah. and the damaging effects of what that could lead to. Thankfully, we didn't get to that point. Uh, UPS and the Teamsters uh, worked out a deal. Um, but now you've got Joe Biden weighing in on this, which isn't a surprise. But but he kind of came out milquetoast. He was kind of like, well, I have a strong stance and my stance is that everybody needs to get together and. And and work this out. And it's like, well, OK, sure. But but what does that really mean? And 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 how likely is it in your estimation being, you know, seeing these negotiations up close uh, for, for many years? W- what are the likelihoods as you read between the tea leaves of a strike happening? Well, first on, on President Biden, he has essentially no role to play in this and he didn't have much of a role to play in the ups strike it's more political optics right yeah obviously it is and i'm i'm not saying that he shouldn't say anything about it but there's there's no role for the government to come in and say i'm going to order you to pay money to that person and i'm going to order you to go work for that person that's not why you have a free economy because you don't want the government to tell you what to do if you like that you can go to north korea or maybe the soviet union Mm -hmm. Uh, which was not successful. Let me just note for the remaining WGR <laughs> listeners who are questioning that. <laughs> I'm not recommending that. That was that was just analytical. <laughs> but uh, in terms of the likelihood, you know, I don't think it's likely that the OAW strikes all three automakers because that's not what they've done. They have pattern bargaining. And this goes back, you know, before I was involved in, mm-hmm. in looking at these things. They pick one automaker, they threaten to strike that automaker, they hammer out some agreement, and that establishes the pattern. Mm -hmm. I still think that's the most likely thing to occur. Uh, But even that, I mean, we've got the numbers here in in the Anderson Economic Group uh, release, which is on our website if somebody wants to check it out, for just Ford. That's still $1.5 billion. And unlike the UPS, that's concentrated in Michigan, in Illinois, in Indiana, in areas right yeah. uh, around where we live. I got, I got about a minute left here. So if, if the if the hit is five point six billion to the, the the national economy, what does that do to us locally? I mean, it, it, it's it, it would be debilitating. It feels like. Right. This is this is a one state recession for a quarter. If this happens, mm. it that's what happened with the forty two day strike 
with, uh, with UAW against General Motors as one automaker for 40 days. That's what happened in 2019. Very consistent with what the Anderson Economic Group estimate was at the time, actually a little bit worse. So uh, if we actually see this against all three automakers, basically Michigan's in, in serious trouble. Uh, th- 30 seconds left here. Um, it, GOP presidential debate tonight, first round. Um, who, who do you think has the most comprehensive economic plan on the on the dais? Well, you know, in the 20 seconds I've got left, I'm going to say tearing up the uh, tearing up the uh, what was that Stellantis proposal and throwing yeah. in the trash yeah. was thoroughly an antic designed to antagonize people, and I think it succeeded. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Patrick, <laughs> uh, look forward to uh, talking with you again soon, my friend. Thank you. All right, take care, bye. All right, talk to you soon. Um, all right, coming up next, we're talking debate. I've got some thoughts, and I want to know who your dark horse is. Donald Trump ain't going to be on the stage tonight, all right? The idea here, you look at the polling, you look at the the the, 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 the campaign donations, it all trends to Ron DeSantis. But if it's not Ron, who comes out smelling like roses tonight? I've got mine. We'll talk about it next. I want to know who you've got. 800 859 